What's up, guys? It's Dan from Dapper Media. Welcome to the Fellows and Gents podcast. Today, we are joined by UFC fighter Dwight Grant. How are you doing today, Dwight? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And I mean, talking about video game connoisseurs, the first name that comes to mind in the UFC spectrum is Dwight Grant. So just kind of talk oh. about your interest for video games. Oh, uh, thanks. Uh, I've been playing video games since I was like four years old. So like uh, I've, I've been... I've been into it for a long time. Uh, mostly uh, JRPGs, you know, role-playing games like Final Fantasy and Breath of Fire, Lunar Soul Story, that kind of stuff. And of course, fighting games. Fighting games is how like uh, me and my uncles used to hang out when, we, when I was a kid. I used to play like Tekken with them, Battle Arena Toshinden, Zero Divide, like all those old like uh, uh, fighting games. Mm-hmm. And then you know, that kind of pushed me into uh, when I when I got older playing them playing them on my own. So. Uh, I'm real deep into it. Definitely, and kind of just like looking at this, like, would you say like the the like the video games kind of add a kind of a new balance to your life? Because obviously with fighting, training, it's always nice to kind of come home and like relax. And just how would you say that video games have kind of just been throughout your fighting career and just like? Well, I, I feel like it's more it, it's it's balanced in the sense that uh you know it gives you like your own space you know and uh. What I mean is that, like when I'm playing video games, like uh, I think about a lot of stuff. So I, I, it's a lot of things that like uh, I probably wouldn't just sit down and think about on my own that come to mind when I'm playing a game. You know, like uh, either if it's like during a loading screen or or if it's just uh, you know you're doing the same thing over and over again. Like let's say uh, a game like uh, Super Final Fantasy. Like you know, at, at a certain level, you have to kind of like you know grind to get to another level to beat the boss whatever it is and during that motion it's, it's kind of repetitive you know not in a bad way but you kind of match with the game already so you kind of know what you're doing so you're never thinking about that as much but you're just kind of mind in the background is just wandering and you can like focus on things and almost like a meditation so that that's one way it's, it's, it served me uh another thing too is like you know if you're stressed out or you're dealing with something that's like uh, really annoying you can play some games and like uh, kind of take your mind off of it you know, not necessarily like escape from it but you know really just not be as affected by it while you kind of calm down and like you know look at it from a different angle and all the whole time you know making progress in your game so <laughs> like, it, like as far as uh, training and fighting is concerned it definitely has a, a place in there for me yeah definitely we've seen a lot more fighters recently like the likes of Stipe Miocic, Max Holloway they've actually been playing video games too and it, I think it's really nice to see that fighters are actually coming out and putting their interests out there because most people just think they're people in the octagon and just throw down but i think it's really nice to see that the fighters are actually coming out sharing their interests like you meant uh looking at your insta looking at your instagram and twitter you you're a big fan of anime and we see other people like roxanne modafferi who had the dragon ball uh, had the dragon ball wig on it's just really dope to see that come into fruition in the fight scene like we don't you wouldn't expect it but it's absolutely fantastic kind of just going into like just your other interests like talk about uh like anime because I, I i watch anime myself and I, I dabble in it a little bit myself but just kind of talk about like um how, did that interest like rise amongst the gaming at the same time or was it just like something that came or no well, it, it I, don't, I don't know i think it's because of gaming for sure because uh my favorite game of all time is a uh, luna silver star story uh for Sega cd right that, that, that game i played it when i got it over and over and over again through the whole summer like I would jump back into it every chance I got, you know, and uh, it's, it's, it's an RPG, a role-playing game, right? Um, in that game, it's about, it's about working designs. It's not a, a studio that's around anymore, but a lot of people who play games like that, especially JRPGs, know about working designs. They, um, you know, like a really fantastic studio that made excellent collector's editions. Um, 
they made that game and they had these like anime style cutscenes in it. So I'm like, you know, like like eight, nine years old, you know, like like uh playing this game and constantly watching these anime cutscenes over and over again. So when I saw them on TV, like away from the game, I was drawn to it immediately. You know, so like I, I watched Dragon Ball Z, of course, you know, growing up. But then, uh, you know, like a lot of other like like shows that had anime, like Darkstalkers, the, the fighting game, had an anime that I watched for a little bit. Uh, you know, like Outlaw Star, like all these other things came came out that I would watch. And then when I got to high school, uh, I, I found Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is my favorite anime of all time. You know, so I watched that over and over and over again. Almost, almost like every day I come home from school, I'm doing my homework, I'll have it on in the background. You know, I, I, I had like only like the first 16 episodes, but I, it was on one long uh, tape, and I was watching it all the time. And that led me into watching like Berserk and a bunch of other uh, shows because I made friends who liked anime. And then uh, we would go to stores, and like the the person who you know owned the store would tell us about new stuff coming out. Be on the internet looking at forums, uh, trying to find out like uh, new things, trying to get things subbed because you know like uh, in Japan they'll release it. But it won't get translated, at least back yeah. then. It won't get translated for a long time. So they would have fan subs. You'd have to download all this stuff to watch the fan subs, you know. And we would try to find ways to do it, get better codecs. It was like a whole thing. It was, it was like, a, you know, a whole like uh, ecosystem of anime that was happening at the time. But um, now it's much easier to get. So now I'm watching the things that like uh, I missed back then. Like even like Hunter X Hunter, like I'm, uh, Hunter Hunter. I'm watching that right now because I missed out on it back in the day. And it's easy. It's on Netflix. It's on like Hulu. It's on like all, a whole bunch of stuff, you know. So, um, it, definitely something that uh, I feel <laughs> even affects the way I the way I fight and the way I train, you know. Like uh, it's definitely anime. Yeah, definitely. And just looking at it, we've definitely had a bigger transition. A lot of uh, Netflix originals and are becoming anime. And just looking at other fighters, like you see Max Holloway come out and say like. Oh, uh, when he's doing fight moves or when he's looking at fighting, he looks at UFC 4, like the video game. And just it's crazy yeah. to see how these games can have an effect on someone's fighting career. Like when someone asks him, oh, where did you learn that movie? Like, oh, I learned it from a game. I want to try that in the from because I saw it in the <laughs> game. It's it's absolutely amazing to see. And just to kind of transition over to your fighting career, uh, how did you actually get into mixed martial arts? Because I know there's a different story for everyone. And I just always find it interesting. How did you actually get into MMA? Well, mixed martial arts itself, uh, it, it was... Well, let me see. I started doing martial arts first. I started with, uh, you know, Akijutsu and also when I was a kid in the Jackie Robinson program in New York. So, like, that was, like I, I liked, actually, I liked, I loved uh, martial arts already because I used to watch a lot of martial arts movies and things like that with my, my uncles. And when I had the chance to train it, I did. And, and the thing about that program that made it so cool was that uh, it was free. Because martial arts is expensive, <laughs> especially back in, like, the, you know, in the 90s and stuff like that. Like, it, it was really hard to convince people I convinced my parents to spend like almost like a thousand dollars a month, like for me to learn like uh, martial arts. So uh, I was able to learn that at school, and you know I always wanted to learn more. So I ended up taking like a JKD because I was a big Bruce Lee fan also. You know a JKD, and, and that has a mix of a different, uh, different kinds of uh, martial arts. You know, um, so I ended up doing Muay Thai and fighting in Muay Thai uh, competitions and things like that in tournaments. And that led me to Valtudo or, or uh, MMA, you know? Uh, and then once I, once I got into it, I really liked it because there was a lot of freedom on what I could do. You know, I was able to like, uh, not just punch and kick and knee, but like, you know, take people down and, and move how I wanted to. I feel like a lot of martial arts, even even uh, boxing, you know, it's still martial art, but you know, but boxing, like it has restrictions on what you can do and what you must look like and what the form you kind of have to keep while you're fighting. 
and that's something that um you know I didn't care about it at first because I just wanted to you know go into the fight and, and whatever. But then you know you get deducted points for not looking like a, a tie boxer or you know you, you're not really like like holding the form. Like certain certain things even with boxing like if you do certain things and you don't really have a conventional style you kind of get penalized for it by the judges. You know I didn't like that. So in MMA I was able to do whatever I wanted and you know, like kind of just react freely and uh, that's what kind of kept me into it. You know, like, uh, I got into it, but that's what kept me with it. It was just like, it was so much fun being able to, to, to express myself any way I saw possible. Obviously, within the rules of the sport, you know, but like, uh, just being able to move however I wanted to. Yeah, and definitely, you've definitely found some su success in the UFC. You have over seven knockouts, and only three of your fights have actually gone to decision. And I think that a fight that really stood out for me, because like, most of the fights that you fought, I mean, you fought in spectacular fashion was actually the Jordan Williams fight that you fought, you versed him. And I think it's really interesting just because where Jordan's come and where you've come and both of you finally reaching the UFC and reaching some and reaching success in the UFC, looking at that fight and just Jordan's last fight versus Nasser Dina Mamov where many regarded as a fight of the night and then you went and knocked him. I just think it's crazy how everything can come full circle and with the sport, how, um, them so many different beautiful styles come into play and just kind of wanted to uh, get your thoughts because your last fight against daniel rodriguez was definitely one that was very crazy insane probably one of the craziest fights on the if i'm not mistaken the frankie frankie or pedro munoz card yeah and i mean talk us through that fight because that fight was definitely one of the craziest fights on the card oh i, I mean it, it was uh it was one of those things where like I really wanted to fight you know um and I didn't I didn't really have an opponent I had an opponent and they kept like uh, switching them out and me and uh you know uh, Daniel were actually at the fight already to weigh in and at this point we both had opponents but we didn't know that our opponents were gonna drop out so then we ended up fighting each other so that that that, that was something that um you know it was actually a lot of fun it reminded me of uh, like fighting back in the day. In uh, Muay Thai, where you don't know who your opponent is until you get to the to get until you get to the venue, so that was kind of cool. Uh, the fight itself, you know, uh, I was really trying to like you know uh, push forward. I feel like in the past, like I've, I've you know been worried about getting tired and all stuff like that, and I've not put put out as much as I wanted to, I've not attacked as much, not done as as many uh, cool things that like like I, I remember or I wanted to do, you know. So I wanted to go out there and like uh, and perform. I, I think I mostly mostly uh, what's the word like. I'm mostly concerned. Yeah, I say concerned. I'm concerned with just getting the knockout, as opposed to just putting putting on a, a great performance. You know, I used to think that the performance is going to be the knockout, but that's not my 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 mindset anymore. Now it's just it's all action. You know, I mean, because for me that's more fun, and now I have like the tools and resources to to keep that as my uh, mode of fighting, and keep the um keep keep the intensity that high, and have the stamina to do it. So, uh, you know, I really wanted to showcase that in that fight. That's why I started off like that. And, you know, uh, as I landed shots and I tried to finish him, uh, I could see that, you know, like where, where his strengths were in striking and, you know, where uh, I was going to have to put myself to be able to, to finish him off. And, and he was a guy that had never been knocked out before. So I knew I was going to have to, like, you know, land some clean shots on him if I wanted to get him out. So that's another reason why I think the, the pace got pushed so high. But um, as far as the, the actual finish, because uh, unfortunately, as you know, I didn't, I didn't win that one. But uh, I really felt like I was about to win, so I just kept pushing because uh, in, in the Zach Auto fight, like I felt like I had a chance to finish and I didn't. 
I kind of just like got up and and, and and left it alone. So this time I, I was at a, a point where I kept hearing the referee saying, hey, uh, fight back, fight back to, 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 um, to Daniel. So I was like, all right, well, fight's about to be over. But then I was like, you know what? And if I let get up right now and I let this guy go and I don't give everything I have, I'm going to regret it. <clears throat> you know? So I just went all in on it. Yeah. You know? um, and, and, and to Daniel's credit, he he uh, he survived all that, and then uh, came back strong. You know, and which which I really really admire. <laughs> you know, like uh, if, not not just because I'm fighting the guy. I mean, because I'm fighting him. You know, like it doesn't mean like I hate the person and blah blah blah. blah. Like if I see that in a fight with anybody else, you know, or even even against me in the moment, like I respect it. So like it was really exciting to you know to to be in there and to go against somebody who was that determined to win. Yeah, so it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and just looking at that fight, whenever you caught him with the right, and then Daniel dropped, and then you you were proceeding to ground and pound. It was just, I you could see Daniel just doing enough to move, just moving, moving, moving. But I thought that even in those situations, like when you see uh, significant damage being done on the ground, like you look at the fight, you look at the Vadim Nemkov Ryan Bader fight, which sparked a lot of controversy at Bellator, where. Uh, Nemkov caught Bader and then Bader was just doing barely enough to survive by by the ref size and we've seen a lot of fights go down the same way yours did where uh, the fighter catches one of them the other fighter clean and then they're just you know the fighter other fighters just doing barely enough to you know keep in and just moving it I think I just I don't know if uh, it's I don't know how it works personally per se but I think it's absolutely crazy that like how that fight ended up and I do definitely agree that I feel like I could relate to you heavily, even though I've never fought in combat sports, but just the idea of never wanting to, I mean, you wouldn't be happy with yourself or you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to look back at it and say, I didn't give it my all. And it was absolutely like, you know, it was just still, regardless of outcome, I feel like the showing was absolutely insane on both of your guys' ends and looking at, and looking at how Dan and looking at Daniel and looking at you, it's just, I think that both of your guys' stocks went up higher because you guys both proved that like, you're not people that in the UFC that people will want to fuck with per se, but I think it's just, uh, you know, it was a great fight. And just talking about your upcoming bout versus Li Jing Liang, very interesting matchup. Obviously, Li's coming off a loss to Neil Magny, and that fight was very interesting because you could see Neil obviously asserted his wrestling, uh, putting Jing Liang up against, the, up against the fence, and just kind of talk about how you feel like you'd fare against Li and just the overall 170-pound division. Uh, I mean, uh, I feel as though, um, I mean, I'm <laughs> trying not, like, to say nothing crazy, but, like, I'll destroy everybody. You know? like, <laughs> I, I feel like uh, just that fighting, fighting this guy gets me excited. I like when I fight people that I know. Like, now I don't know him personally, but, like, I've seen him before or I've heard about him before. That gets me excited, you know, because uh, I'm, I'm a fan of the sport. You know, I watch the sport, and, you know, and then, uh, for a long time I wanted to be in the UFC, and I was just watching and watching every week and watching and you know, reading uh, the articles and like you know uh, uh, seeing interviews and stuff like that and wanting to to be in there. So some people that I've seen, you know, like I'm like, oh okay, like uh, I'm really excited to fight because now I feel like you know it's like you have your favorite TV show and then you get like a you get like a, a star role in your, in your favorite TV show. You know, it's like a, that that kind of excitement and that, that that's just from facing an opponent that I've I've heard of before. You know, uh, but with uh, 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 especially, uh, I feel as though it's gonna be something where I get to show more of my skill. You know, um, I get to uh, you know, give people the the fans like something exciting to watch for sure. Because the guy is not like you know like 
a, like a lamb prey kind of born stay by kind of guy. Like he wants to fight, you know. But uh, obviously, I mean, and the, and I thought the answer to this question should always be. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight and I'm gonna beat him up and win. Like, you know, like that, that that's the that's the, the mentality. The, the that, that that's the, yeah, but that's how I feel. Like I just I don't know, man. Like it, it's hard to um it's hard to not say explain in a few words, but like this this sport. I mean, any combat sport. I feel as though if you don't think you can beat everybody, you shouldn't be doing it because you're just gonna get beat up at some point. You know what I mean? Like like it just it just something that's gonna come to you if you feel that you can't overcome every obstacle um i feel as though uh in this fight i, I have things that i'm gonna do uh, i'm training right now that's gonna you know br bring victory to, to, to my corner uh in the fight and i'm just uh, excited to show everybody the new things i've learned because i know I'm, I'm in a new camp and everything like that a new uh a new uh, uh gym and everything i want to show all the new stuff that I've, I've picked up and how it's gonna elevate my fighting and my style going forward yeah definitely just looking at the overall 170 pound division landscape it's just a very interesting division right now with i mean not much i wouldn't say the most activity going on but definitely at the top there's a lot of interesting fights that are bound to happen at some point with i mean you look at usman burns that got delayed you look at masvidal covington that's being in the talks and then there's leon edwards who well nobody knows what's going on with leon but i mean Looking at just that whole division, you look at Hamza Chemaev, everyone's talking about him coming into the division. What are your thoughts on someone, especially someone unranked, wanting to come in and after a, a pretty good showings, I would say, at least for myself, definitely not poor showings that coming to fight a ranked guy, especially a top five guy by most people's eyes. I, I think it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, like, of course, I'm going to like it because uh, I want to do it. You know, like that. I, I, the thing about it is, and just just my like perspective of it, the guys in the top, uh, they have it hard because everybody else has seen them fight for a long time. So let's let's look at a guy like uh, I don't know anybody from the top like uh, like Woodley or or one of these guys. I mean he was champion, so that's even that's even more of a, of a target. But let's just talk about the guys who've just been in the sport for a while. Like you know you've been seeing them on TV for a while. Everybody that wants to get into the UFC or wants to you know they're watching these guys. And subconsciously or consciously, they're, they're they're countering all their strikes while they're watching the um the, watching the show, while watching the uh, you know the fights. Uh, they're countering the strategies constantly. So then when a person name comes up for them to fight and they actually get in the UFC, they already have like I want to say like 40% of their uh their game plan like locked in because they've been watching the guy for a long time. The guy that the other guy now who's been just training and fighting and, and making his way up the ranks. He never heard his other guy before, so he doesn't even know what to expect. I think that's the advantage that uh, you know the guys, unranked guys coming in, uh, have over some of the top guys. Now, as far as uh, you know, him uh, coming in and, and fighting these guys so soon, I think it's great because he's showing that he he can he can handle the fights. I mean, he's he's taking care of his his three opponents that he had like like magnificently. So why not give him you know somebody else? Because yeah, you can give him a guys at the lower rank. But I feel as though because of the performance that he's given, you should give him somebody that's top top five, top ten, somebody that's ranked really high because there's nothing saying that some other guy who's unranked that fights him won't beat him. And then people say, oh, well, there was a hype train. No, it, was just a, it wasn't a hype train. It was that this guy fought somebody else who's really good too, but this guy just happens, doesn't happen to have a name. This whole thing about having a name, like uh, it really affects you know, uh, how people choose fights. Yeah, I, Man, I... It can be good and it can be bad. 
But I mean, for me, for years, I had fights canceled on me because you know, people didn't want to fight for whatever reason. Either they didn't know me and they didn't want to take the risk, or they heard of me before and they didn't want to take the risk. It, 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 like one of the two ways. But here in the UFC, I think it's, it's more that people will be less likely to fight somebody that's unknown because they don't want to look like they they're slacking. You know, like, like they got beat by some nobody. You know, like quote unquote. But uh, that's that's not the case. I mean, like everybody that that's made it here. And and I, and I tell other people, like my friends, family, you know, like uh, anybody who asks me about my fights, about who you fight, they're like, I'm fighting, you know, I'm fighting some guy, I'm not sure who it is, or I'm fighting this guy, and they're like, oh, is he tough? I'm like, oh, we're in the UFC now, so everybody's good. <laughs> like, everybody can fight. You know, it's not, it's not like, uh, you know, when you're fighting uh, in amateur shows and you don't know if this guy can fight or not, you know, you don't, you haven't seen videos on it. Well, now you can see videos of people. But, but back in the day, like, you wouldn't see videos. You don't know nothing about them other than they're from this part of the town. And, you know, they they have this many wins, you know, and, and that's it. And then you get in there, and you're like, oh, okay, this guy's good. Oh, okay, this guy. And all people really talk about is the performance of the fight. But now with the, all the other things around it about people having, like, you know, like having a name and all stuff like that, it's like all these comparisons happen that don't have to do with just the styles of the fight and what can possibly happen when these two guys meet, you know? So I'm happy to see that somebody's able to, like, break through and get, like, fights, great fights early. You know, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely. We've had fighters come out and definitely make mention that some in some divisions of the UFC, rankings don't matter as much and that just wanting to fight because at the end of the day, this is a... Most people are fighting because of the entertainment aspect of the sport and and we've had people like Darren Till come out and say if Hamza can't get a fight that I'd be more than happy to fight him and it's just become a whole circle of memes and you know lighthearted fun and it's just absolutely fantastic to see this whole uh thing circling around Hamza just blow up and everyone is like in a sense not ducking because everyone everyone on social media keeps saying oh they're ducking him they're ducking him nobody's ducking anyone it's just a matter of contract negotiations and who can fight who's healthy who because i know fighters that i've I, you know i've interviewed and that have told me privately that you know they're injured they're just dealing with injury right now otherwise they'd love to fight someone but it's just a matter of thing and as as far as what you mentioned with most people saying oh in the uf in the ufc oh this guy's weak no definitely nobody in the ufc is weak because there's a reason why people are in the ufc fighting because at one point they were either the best or they are one, one of the best fighters right now and i think it's just yeah. kind of neglect that these fighters any fighter has an equal shot at beating another fighter is just absolutely preposterous and absurd because you're looking at yourself you you're yourself you fought some of the best you fought alan joe bond you fought you fought Daniel Rodriguez, who, if not in your, uh, coming into your fight, was on an eight-fight win streak. You fought uh, Zach Otto. You fought Jordan Williams. You fought some of this, some of some very big names, and even Jordan made his way to the UFC. These people are not people that people should just take lightly. And I think that talking about this and even other organizations like Bellator, where people are like, "Oh, it's a B League organization." It's not a B League organization. We got several UFC veterans there. We've got people still in their prime fighting there, and it's just. It's a, it's a stupid claim that, you know, we see from many casual fans, like people who maybe just watch one or two fights or, or like a McGregor fight or something like that who will come in and say something absurd like that. And, yeah, it's just – it's nice to see, like, Hamza. Do you have a specific opponent in mind? Because I think that personally for myself, I think the Kiesa fight with him would be absolutely fantastic. I think it's a perfect place to see where he's at. Uh, much about Kiesa? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't – that sounds like a good fight, 
but then it doesn't because uh, it's gonna be it's gonna end up being a grappling match for sure. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, definitely. Sure, and you know, it's okay. It, now this is this is like a a subjective thing. Like, what is a good fight? You know, yeah. like a good fight to me is where it's competitive and you can't really guess the outcome, or it's so one-sided that you're just like, wow, what am I watching right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's, it, it's something like that. I think uh, that uh, matchup would be good. It'd be competitive for sure. But, you know, it's like you have to answer two questions. And once it gets answered, like, can uh, can uh, Kiesa take, take this guy down, you know? Because I, I feel like, you know, even though we haven't seen that much from from uh, Hamza, at least we, from what we've, we've heard, you know, and things like that, because we don't really have to see it, he has really good hands. So, I mean, Kiesa, he can strike too. But, you know, I, maybe the power and stuff like that might be on um, on. Uh, Hamza's side because he fights in 185, right? So he's a, he's like a, a bigger guy. He used to fight bigger guys. So that that I'm not sure how how competitive that's gonna be if he's able to just like you know lay on top of him and keep him down. I mean at, at, at 170, like he's gonna be a, a a challenge for guys like that. I think a guy that that has more more of a thing against him is like a guy like Darren Till, a guy who who can strike, who can grapple, and is bigger. You know, like that's gonna be a good fight. Not saying that Kansas doesn't have a chance of beating him. I'm just, I'm just saying that, you know, for everybody involved, not just us, like not, you know, people who just follow the sport and I'm looking at, oh, okay, okay, he's, he went, he went for a arm triangle. Okay, now he's gonna go for the arm bar. You know, like seeing that uh, and, and enjoying just like the 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 little nuances for everybody. Uh, I think a, a fight with somebody who is more of a, a sprawling brawl kind of guy who, who who like strikes, 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 fights off the takedown. And makes him makes uh, Hamza have to work for the, the takedown really hard and can't really keep him down. That's going to be more exciting, and that's going to answer the question that people have. I think right now people just feel like, well, he is taking people down and uh, he, he's brutalizing them. You know, um, he knocked out uh, uh, his last opponent, who who's actually really good. Gerald Mirchart, yeah. Yeah, Mirchart, he's he's really good. Like uh, you, you can't you can't like say that that Mirchart's was something. Yeah. Yeah, who who just like uh, no nah, man like uh, even among the, the guys he he's he's really good. He got hit and he got dropped. I yeah. mean that. But the thing about it is it's a good win for Hamza, but it's not. It doesn't answer any questions. Yeah. You know? It shows that he has skill. He has delivery. He has timing. He has power. All stuff like that. But it doesn't show his technical ability in defense. How he handles pressure. And I think that's the thing that um people really want to see when somebody's coming up and they say, oh, he hasn't been tested. When people talk about being tested, I feel like they mean, really mean is, has he had a fight where I wasn't sure he was going to win? Like, he had to come back from something or he had to, like, prove or, or withstand some kind of adversity, and that's the test because everybody wants to win until, like, they're losing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> and then when, sometimes when people are losing, like, they just give up. Like, I mean, that's the number one thing I think this guy... Uh, uh, gosh, uh, uh, Dan Gable, uh, you know, the, the wrestling guy, he says, like, you know, uh, fighting is just making people stop trying to win and start trying to survive. When people start trying to survive, a lot of them just quit. So that's the test. If people want to see uh, these up-and-coming guys, like, like people who just are, are, are getting really popular, they want to see them in a fight where they're going from surviving to winning. And that's going to solidify them as this guy is legit, you know? But, I mean, yeah. that, that's just how... That's just how like we are as fans, you, you, you want to just get the, get that kind of approval 
uh, or, or see that kind of proof before we give somebody that, that stamp of approval, you know? Yeah, definitely. And you, you mentioned, obviously, Khamzat being someone who, you know, knocked out Jarl Mirshad in under 20 seconds, but no questions really answered. We want to see if we can he can handle the distance, he can overcome adversity. And just to kind of transition the conversation, you did mention earlier that you've uh, actually switched gyms. And if I'm not mistaken, you trained at American Kickboxing Academy before, and now you're training with Jeremy Stevens down in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. So just kind of talk about that transition from switching from American Kickboxing Academy, the atmosphere there compared with Daniel Cormier, Khabib coming from time to time, and Luke Rockhold to the atmosphere down in San Diego with Stevens. Mm. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I guess every gym is different, and then it's kind of the same, you know. But but uh, th this one for me, like like my, my, my martial arts career, like I have not, I didn't want to become a professional fighter. Uh, you know, in, in the beginning, I just wanted to teach martial arts. That was my like my dream. Like I used to watch movies when I was a kid, and I would see how like good the the master is. You know, like I was like, yo, that guy is good. Like you know what I mean? And also, he stays in the school all day and just trains. So of course, he's good. You know, and so I always thought to be the best martial artist, the the like the, the 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 pinnacle of martial arts is to be a martial arts instructor, right? And that was all I wanted to do. And then I started fighting, and uh, you know. I had so much fun. <laughs> I thought I had so much fun, you know. But the reason I'm, I'm saying all that is because, you know, uh, the atmosphere that I always looked for is more of like a a, a, a closer a, a closer knit team or something more like a I don't know something more I guess like almost like family style. I don't know family oriented like a like like martial arts because like like in, like in a martial arts movie you you see somebody training with their team and going through all these things together and like you know like i, I like that in, in american box academy it's, it's a huge gym so it's like yeah you, you have some friends on the team you have some friends in, in like you know areas and everybody's cool but you know it's not, you don't really feel the tight the, the, nature the, yeah i mean like like you see the, all the, the major guys come in and they have almost like their own team with themselves they have like, a, like another guy who's doing his striking another guy who's doing his nutrition another guy who's doing blah, 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 you know you know and you <laughs> come in and you sparring these guys, and you know, for for, for, for rounds and rounds, I, I, I would do like two rounds with DC, two rounds with Luke, like back to back, you know. And I, in between rounds, I would be watching all the things that they're having, you know, done, all the things that they get, the information they're getting, and I would be like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like I started seeing what it was necessary for me to become successful. And yeah, and I fought, and I, I won fights there for sure. But I still felt like. You know, if I got to a certain point, I would get beat up because I, I didn't have um, all the resources that the other guys had. You know, and I think even even the coach Hobbs uh, told me one time he was like, you know, like uh, this was like a while ago. He was like, you know, you you're good, but you know, like you 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 run the risk of getting to uh, getting to, to a point where you you beat all the lower level guys, but then you can't beat the high level guys. You know. And I, and I, and that was terrifying to me because I don't want to get beat up for nothing. I'll tell you right now, that's like something I actively avoid on a regular basis. You know, so I, I started training and really focusing on getting more skills to handle more situations, and that kind of led me to realizing that I needed more I needed more uh, support. So when I uh, I got injured after my um, fight with Jabon, uh, you know, especially then. I was able to kind of take a step back and look and, and ask myself, what do I need to, 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 to get to the top level? Like, what do I need to stay there? What do I need to be successful and become champion? Like, all these things. And, and realistically, man, you know, it's really easy to ask yourself questions and brush them off because we don't like the answers. I mean, I'm not saying that 
inside of you lies the answers to all of your questions. I'm not saying all that, but you kind of know what you need. You know, like you just sometimes be afraid to say it because you you might be scared who you know like is gonna feel some kind of way when you talk about it or how people might have like their egos uh, or bruised if you say something, like and that can keep you in a box that's uncomfortable. And I started feeling like you know like like I was uncomfortable. I needed to 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 go somewhere else and see what I can get because you know I've always ended up at a school like I ended up in my first martial arts school you know because uh, somebody at my high school was training there and I ended up in that school uh, I ended up in my first uh I ended up in, my, in, in AKA because somebody that I knew from that school uh their cousin was training there you know so I kind of just ended up wherever I did this time with Alliance I researched it I looked up you know who was there uh I looked up uh the coaches and I watched like videos of them you know like coaching read articles you know, uh, my, uh, my friend Angela, she trained there, and I knew her for a little bit from New York. So I, I, I went there and I spoke to them, and I saw how it was, and the atmosphere was great. You know, like I, I was getting attention that I needed. I was getting a, a whole bunch of uh, a good, good input about my style and like you know how I fight. And I saw people there, everybody on the team, like they were just at such a like a high standard for uh, you know this is success, but a high standard for like like output in in, in in the training that I was like yeah man like this is this is great you know like I felt and I felt very comfortable and I felt like I, I fit in with the team so it was like I'm gonna feel very comfortable here and then that's what kind of you know I was like okay well you can you can lie to yourself and act like you don't want to go you know and try to save uh try to like you know be a nice a nice person you know try to be, be nice or you can be honest and know that you you have to go do this if you, if you want to get better you know because you you're gonna be fighting for what like you know like like six seven years and then what's gonna happen is you're gonna waste like four like three four more years and not going and say oh let me go now you know I have to no it doesn't make any sense so I just have to get up and, and and actually take action on it you know like uh make the moves I need to to be successful yeah yeah definitely and sometimes we see people like their best interest sometimes they don't see their best interest until it's too late and I think it's really nice that you kind of pinpointed that you needed to make that transition because some people definitely they find struggle to do that we've heard with obviously brian ortega him and his gym and him not wanting to move to a bigger gym and then he paid the price and lost to max obviously in, in like significant fashion and then took off a two-year layoff and it's just crazy to see like the journey that you've come from training in new york to coming to american kickboxing academy to then coming to alliance and it's just it's really nice to see that you're taking your best interest and heart because some fighters definitely are unable to do that. So it's nice to see someone actually take action and do what's in their best interest. And to kind of transition to our final point of the podcast, like, I want to get your opinion on, or just your insight on the journey, just getting to the UFC. You fought for Global Knockout, you fought for Bellator once, and just getting to the UFC finally and just over how were those emotions like getting finally getting to the top destination by many uh, I mean, uh, uh, well, I don't know you, you know I see my fights like, I don't really like uh like uh get too emotional like uh when, when I'm fighting like you know like afterwards but I'm super sad like, like uh when, when I when I won that contender show uh fight man like you know I, I waited until like it was just me and my wife and son and man I was I was like uh, I was very emotional about it because, you know, it's just not a hard work. The, the thing about it is, and especially for people who are, are, are training now and want to get in the UFC or want to get into, like, a top organization, or, or I don't want to say it's anything you want to get into, 
but like I feel like this is like a universal thing where it's like you don't know if you're gonna be successful or not. You feel like it, you feel like it, but then you gotta go through all these things to convince other people around you, you know, uh, to to give you a chance to like uh, to lay off you so you, you can like you know focus on what you're doing. You know, like uh, you might lose friends because you know you're not you know hanging out like you used to. You know what I mean? Like uh, all these things like that that can happen to you that can be deterrents to you getting to where you want to go. And I, you know, I started fighting in like 2006, you know, like it was like a lot of times where I could have quit fighting and nobody would have blamed me. Oh, that happened to him. So, you know, like, and that was like an easy out. The thing about it is like, you know, you at that point have to make the decision if you want to keep going. And it's really difficult sometimes. I mean, I'm like hitting all these, like in my, as I'm, as I'm talking, I'm seeing all these like, like, like moments, you know, like, uh, to convince yourself even that it's, it's worth it you know I'm like man like is this like is this is like something that just feels like it's, it's so far off you know and, you, and then you might see other people uh get there before you or all kind of stuff like even like uh back in the day uh i was um i was on the um the ultimate fighter show uh tryouts and you know i, I got picked to go and then i ended up not going and I, that and that was the that was the episodes with like you know, uriah hall and uh derek brunson and all stuff like that so for a long time, I felt like that was my like graduating class. Like I was supposed to be there with these guys, you know. And time was going by, you know, and it, and it seemed like it wasn't happening. But I had to keep 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 uh, keep with it. And when I finally did get through, and I didn't just get through, but get to compete in the UFC and get to get wins, and, and I feel like you know, like I, I actually belong here. I've showed that is something that's very satisfying to your spirit. I mean, I'm not talking about like you know, like yeah, I'm a tough guy now. I'm talking about like just. Being satiated, like you know what I mean, like, like just like being hungry for so long, and finally getting to that level to where you feel as though, okay, now, you know, like I, I proved that I belong here. Everyone who said that, I, like you know, I should quit. All the, you know, I, I've had managers and bosses be like, "Well, you're gonna fight for a living. You should come in to work. You know, you're not, you're not, you're actually paying to miss work." You know, like all these kind of conversations people have had with me to keep me from fighting. You know, because they want me to do something for either for them or they want me to do something, you know. To, to fit their own kind of, uh, what's the word, their own, like, agenda they have, you know, for me. Like, my role in their life, you know? And it really felt good to get to that point. But then something that new happened where when I got to that point, I saw a new level that I needed to raise to, you know? So that's something that is never going to go away. So if anybody's training and thinking, that, okay, when I get to UFC, I'm just going to relax, that's not going to happen. Uh, it, the kind of person that makes it to, to, to this level of, of competition or, you know, is going to be hungry constantly to get better. I mean, if you if you get if you get a get like really lucky and get like, you know, popular quick and blah, 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 blah maybe, you know, you might get here and, and relax. But, you know, or you, there's always another level until you become champion. I think. And I think even a champion, you want to be the, like you saw it uh, with, with Mighty Mouse. He became champion. What are you trying to do? He's trying to beat uh, beat um, Anderson Silva's uh, record for the most like most wins. Like you, you see, there's all these things to set. There's all these goals. And I think a lot of people who are like you know like really goal focused are not only gonna find uh, satisfaction when they get to the level, but it will be satisfying definitely. To, to despair because you, you know that you can do this kind of thing and you can reach other goals if you reach this one. So, I mean, the, 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 at least for me, that's that's what it is. I definitely, like, you know, like, had some some, some, some cheerful moments uh, getting getting there and uh, and even afterwards. 
you know, like uh, just just uh, from happiness as well. But it's all worth it, you know, because you know, like uh, you know, you're giving your all and you made it. It's like a there's this quote by um uh I, can't I, I can see his face. I can't remember his name right now. He's like he's like a um a, a, a football coach, uh, and he, he he says like you know like one of the great I'm paraphrasing it because I don't remember exactly. But he was saying like you know one of the greatest moments in, in someone's life uh, is to lay on the field of battle uh, on his back victorious. You know like go through all that trouble, put in all that effort, lay down and relax, and and, and take in the victory. But you know of course then you gotta get back up and do it again. So you know it's uh it, but anyway in in uh just to summarize it's, it's a great feeling. It's great. It's a great feeling. Yeah, definitely. I can imagine you mentioned being satiated and being satisfied with it. And it's absolutely fantastic to see where you've come from and just hearing all these stories and how it came in, all came into fruition to finally leading to that ultimate goal of fighting for the UFC. And I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I mean, I learned so much this podcast and it's absolutely fantastic to hear where you've come from. Everybody, I will be linking Dwight's socials in the description. Please be sure to check him out. Don't be don't hesitate to chat with him on video games because this guy is an absolute genius when it comes to those and it is absolutely fantastic to hear your story and this has been fellows and gents mma my name is dan please be sure to like comment subscribe and i'm out guys peace guys have a great day